book review, Huawei Spirit, Trials, Tribulations, Failure, and Success with Geniuses, AI, Big Data, Algorithms, Coding, and Hardware, Becoming the Global Titan in 5G and ICT. Let's get started. This is the third book I've read about Huawei, the previous two being Jeff J. Brown Reviews Huawei Stories Pioneers by Tian Tao and Yin Jifeng. After reading this book, is it any wonder that Huawei is the global leader in ICT? And the second one is Book Review of Visionaries. What company in its right mind would divulge all its financial and accounting problems and how they were fixed? That would be Huawei. Book reviews are known to be dry and egg-headed, but interest among China Rising Radio Sinoland fans about Huawei is clearly evident. To date, these two previous reviews have had almost 41,000 visitors and the numbers keep going up. Do tomes in the New York Review of Books get this many viewers? I'm not so sure. Interest in Huawei's amazing story is due to the fact that it is planet Earth's biggest employee-owned corporation and how 20 years ago it stormed onto the global high-tech scene to become the competition to beat. Thereafter, we continue to see Uranglo Land's pathetic imperial answer to that challenge by trying to crush and destroy Huawei. To show how much interest there is in Huawei in general, in spite of every effort by the West big lie propaganda machine to demonize and suppress it, I just verified that in the last two years, over 500,000 visitors have accessed my Huawei-related posts. A half a million people is star power, my dear friends. Check them out for yourselves. Once I realized that Huawei is the perfect allegory for the titanic geopolitical struggle between China and the West, I started and maintained a bilingual Huawei online library. It is funny how things work out. These first two books were given to me by my younger daughter, who graduated from Beijing Normal University with a BS in Human Resources, HR. Her first job? She worked six months with Huawei HR in Dusseldorf, Germany, and another half year in Paris at their Joseph Louis Laplace Mathematics Research Center, which I got to visit. Did she seek into Paris's HR? No, this is Huawei, silly. A 24-year-old newbie was asked to be the administration manager of this center, plus another one in Paris doing software coding R&D, research and development. Yet she had zero prior experience in this field. Two multi-million euro, super high-tech, world-class research centers and they were now hers to manage. Having read these first two books and now the th this third one, Spirit, I know this is vintage Huawei. Challenge young, trusted employees to take on new, totally unrelated missions. Baptism by fire on the job to figure it out for themselves. Why? 
because yes, bad things can happen, but they do not outweigh the amazing discoveries and innovations that develop. Thousands of Huawei youngsters have helped rewrite the internal departmental and, and division manuals, and in the early days crawled across cracked glass learning from the ground up. They wrote the first manuals themselves. While doing so, my daughter gained a strong interest in what these research centers were doing and decided to get her master's degree in a highly sought-after sector, business data analytics. She informed Huawei of her dream and they fully supported her plans. This last September, she started her MS in one of the world's top five business data analytic programs, a combo curriculum with ESSEC, that's E-S-S-E-C, which is the business half, and Centrale Supélec, which is the engineering half, both in Paris. We told her she was carrying on a family legacy. My father-in-law graduated from Supélec and his father from Centrale, two of 20th century's top tech schools before they merged. Both men were very successful engineers in their lifetimes. Uh, materials and hydroelectric dams respectively. She is very proud of this fact and we are of her. And it just so happens that the book Spirit is all about that. AI, artificial intelligence, big data, algorithms, software coding, and the hardware that uses it all. Like the first two books, Huawei is very forthcoming about quote, hanging out their dirty laundry, end of quote, with many, sometimes very costly mistakes, the mismanagement and bad timing they experienced over the years. They are not afraid to let us laugh, cry, and commiserate with them as they exploded onto the global high-tech scene and mushroomed into the biggest, fastest, cheapest, and best world-beating ICT, which stands for Information and Communication Technology Behemoth. The preface to Pioneers was written by the editors, Tian Tao and Yin Zhe Feng. It was interesting to see that Sabrina Meng Wanzhou, the now well-known CFO, Chief Financial Officer, who was kidnapped by the USA and held under house arrest for three years in Canada, wrote the preface for the finance and accounting related visionaries. Raising their profile to its highest possible level, the founder and longtime CEO of Huawei, Jin Zhengfei, wrote the foreword for today's spirit. Jin is well known for touting Chairman Mao Zedong as his mentor, and he often broadcasts across the company the great helmsman's speeches, writing, poems, and quotes to fire up troops and challenge them to, to challenge them in different ways. When Jin speaks or writes, People in and out of the company pay, pay close attention for good reason. Jin's forward is not even two pages long and is an excerpt from a 2018 sharing session of Huawei's management team meeting entitled, Attracting Huge Numbers of Geniuses. He starts out by saying, as long as the company is the best in the world, its standards will be followed by others. How to keep being number one in setting global standards? Geniuses are the trick. And I quote Mr. Zhen. What is a genius? A genius is someone who makes breakthroughs in a specific domain. 
We must remember that a jack of all trades is a master of none. We must attract huge, a huge number of geniuses. International computer competitions around the world produce only 40 gold medal winners each year, and we should recruit all of them. However, the 400 contestants who make it into the finals of the competitions are also very talented. Therefore, I think we can hire all of them, even if they have not won the top prizes. <laughs> End of quote. Jean is famous for his philosophical, humanitarian aphorism, quote, We can absorb the energy of the universe over a cup of coffee. End of quote. Citing the life and learning of Greek philosopher Socrates, Jean touts the amazing benefits of meeting different people within and without one's expertise, above and below in rank, to share ideas, to think outside the box and with no ill will, freely criticize or uh, criticize points or suggestions offered. To show his sincerity in his ideas, Jean stated, and I quote, for anyone who successfully brings geniuses to Huawei, I will personally invite them out for a coffee. <laughs> End of quote. Need a reason to know why Huawei is bigger, better, faster, and cheaper than all the rest? Here is Zheng Fei's closing comments to his 2,000, 200,000 invested employees. Quote, I believe our company will be completely different in three to five years and that we will have everything we need to succeed. Who should we rely on to make this a reality? Our geniuses. With geniuses joining Huawei in large numbers, there will be no challenge we cannot overcome. We invest everything in the future and have the courage to expand, and this attracts many geniuses to join us. If Huawei can serve as a string that ties together the pearls, geniuses, around the world to make a necklace, we will become world leader. Genius or not, who wouldn't want to work for a visionary leader like that? I know I would. In chapter one, we meet an apparent genius in the making, Ye Hui Hui, who had been working in Cote d'Ivoire in West Africa. A friend at Huawei worked overtime to recruit him and even confessed he would receive a 6,000 yuan, about, about 1,000 US dollar, bonus if he came on board. This 24-year-old, sound familiar? Having only one month with Huawei gets sent to the very remote, very poor Comoros Islands in the Indian Ocean off the coast of Madagascar. I know how poor the place is. When we were living in Beijing in a local low-rent apartment complex, our neighbors were the Comorian ambassador and his family. I guess their Ministry of Foreign Affairs got them there where they were left to fend for themselves. Charming and persuasive, they were offering gifts of tiny bottles of essential oil from the country's national flower, redolent Ilang Ilang, with a subtle plea for financial support. They were even taking food donations. We paid 1,000 yuan for about 15 milliliters of the stuff and lightened our pantry. Alas, our hearts were in the right place. So imagine being stationed in their country. Ye's story is not Hollywood-esque. Nevertheless, his dedication to the cause of providing 
wireless service to its 900,000 citizens scattered across 22 islands is heartfelt and sincere. They only want to be connected among themselves and to the rest of the world. Thanks to Ye's years of tireless devotion to the people's dreams of a wireless community, Comoros became the first Indian Ocean country with 4.5G service. Much of the rest of Spirit dives deep into the world of high-tech R&D as we experience their many pitfalls, near misses, and eventual successes gained, several being world firsts. In Visionaries, we learned how finance and accounting painstakingly developed a massive global integrated reporting and analysis platform in real time. Three Big Screens by Huo Yao goes further into this level of jaw-dropping technology. Huawei developed its first big screen in 2016 in the Global Technical Services, GTS, department. It can drill down to individual contracts and projects, delivery, supply, and services across the planet using analysis systems that can be presented on their monster-sized video screen 24-7 in real time. How big is it? A whopping 86 meters long and 7.2 meters high. It fuses together 380-inch LED screens. Its room is bigger than a football field and with charts, graphs, ledgers, documents, and images splashed along its breadth and height, you can imagine what a dazzling futuristic science fiction ambiance it offers. Then CEO Zhen Zhengfei was so excited when he saw GTS's gargantuan display that he immediately wanted one installed for finance back in their Shenzhen headquarters. Once decided, CFO Meng stipulated that their big screen must be one, in real time, Two, should support immediate transmittable action with the touch of a key. And three, it should be holistic, allowing real-time collaboration between multiple regions. In reality, it would be more of a command center than a screen, and it would be one of the first of its kind on Earth. You can take it to the bank, pardon the pun, that it was developed only needing to be seven meters wide and two meters tall. <laughs> compared to the aforementioned GTS Leviathan. When the sun sets in Shenzhen, China, the Argentine Finance Center takes over, so it is going 24-7. It charts 170 countries and regions, 200 subsidiaries which are kept track of by 2,000 finance staff members in seven different departments, balancing 20,000 business reports, 9,000 financial, and 10,000 incentive reports at the end of each month in just five days. <clears throat> Flush with the success of these first two big screens, the next need was for intercompany transactions among all those 200 subsidiaries. It was estimated that there were over 2,500 transaction pathways. How to put them on a big screen? At first thinking it would simply look like an airline routing map, it turned out to be much more. If subsidiary A in country B sold some products to subsidiary C in country D, 
they realize that in just one transaction, there might be 10 to 15 sub-transactions. How to keep all this separate and clear? While not within the scope of this review to go into any details, 2012 Laboratories, a Huawei research center, like where my daughter worked in Paris, was asked to help, and this inspired the idea to use Bezier curves instead of straight lines. Presto! Now holding your cursor over a transaction line, and up pops beautifully curved connections to all the sub-transactions. Sub the idea was so paradigm shifting that Huawei got a patent on it. I will leave it to you to read the stirring background story that inspired these Huawei geniuses to create these almost extraterrestrial big screens. They were motivated by the Chinese blockbuster movie, My Country, My People. It showed the power of collaboration with engineer Lin Zhiyuan, who had very little time to build an electric flagpole for China's liberation celebration on 1 October 1949. More big screen stories follow, one in London, another in the Treasury Department, like Finance getting its big screen onto laptops, and DMAX, which Huawei developed and is now another ho-hum patented global standard. Today, Huawei has a number of big screens, with many of them accessible online for employees' laptops. Hong Yuping wrote, that the curse, wrote about the curse of heat when building integrated circuits. So important is this problem that Huawei has a room in Shenzhen that is 400 square meters in size, chock-a-block full of equipment called the Thermal Laboratory. In 1999, no one was doing much in heat dissipation basic research as equipment, towers, phones, laptops, microchips, and all their other hardware got faster and smaller. Overheating became a major focus for product rollouts. This chapter, Cool Technologies for Heat, has some wonderful stories about absorbing the energy of the universe over many cups of coffee, unexpected collaboration, including with an international engineer named Vadim, gazing into the structure of redwood tree leaves for inspiration to create biometric designed equipment and many more fascinating anecdotes. In one case, they worked tirelessly on a cutting edge heat dissipation system for two years, only for it to not be acceptable because innovations in size and speed kept outpacing them every step of the way. Hong likens his work to elite sprinters shaving one one-hundredth of a second off the 100-meter dash. It takes years of dedication, discipline, and overcoming many defeats to get there. The Thermal Laboratory reaches, reached out across the planet for ideas and inspired to achieve success driven by Xin Zhengfei's observation, and I quote, we should gaze out at the starry sky and make friends around the world. The more friends we have, the brighter our prospects will be." End of quote. As a result, Huawei has become a model of cooperation between business and academia across the planet. Hubang Hong's chapter takes us into the tiger cubs of structural materials. A Singaporean who once worked for a Fortune 500 company 
He joined Huawei and helped advance an amplified version of Xin Zhengfei's maxim, absorb the energy of the universe over a cup of coffee, and take a bucket of glue to stick the world's best brains together. <laughs> he took over managing a team of, you guessed it, a dozen or so young, inexperienced structural engineers whom he called his Tiger Cubs. Material science and engineering are maybe even more challenging than heat dissipation, temperature plus humidity fluctuations, pressure, tensile strength, brittleness, corrosion, weight, hardness, texture, volume, and many other factors come into play. They developed into a cohesive force, so much so that they created new alloys, naming them after the initials of the team members who were involved, such, such as XF and MW. There are some great stories in this chapter, but for us consumers, the development of the scratch-proof phone screen is most exciting. Huawei was the first to bring the sapphire glass phone screen to market, stunning the global public and competitors alike. Today, Hu's team is 40 strong, half of whom are PhDs. They have created nearly 100 patents, and as a result, Huawei has more than 20 major technological partnerships with leading industry players. Yang Haibin's Warming the Hearts of Cold Optical Fibers shows the challenges of miniaturization in cable systems and boards. Smaller boards, finer fibers, while pushing greater and greater ones and zeros, that being data, across the planet. How to keep up? Yang and his colleagues learned a lot by connecting boards and cables together by hand. They also imagined millipedes, hair combs, figure eights, loop-de-loops, along with buckets of sweat. A science program on TV gave him the idea of using microscopes to wire boards, many thousands of failed tests on hundreds of different pieces of equipment. Using fiber gives you an idea of what persistence and patience mean in real life. These days, the buzzword is grit. Yang and his team helped keep Huawei at the forefront of ICT across the planet. When I was living in Shenzhen, I regularly saw technicians installing gigantic spools of fiber cable over and over again in the same long underground tunnels below the streets for the citizens to have maximum bandwidth. I suspect Huawei was involved in at least some of those contracts. The spirit of Huawei is well expressed in Yang's closing paragraph. And I quote, it is hard to believe that I've worked at Huawei for 19 years. The company has been an integral part of my youth, my ambitions, and my hard work. Looking to the future, I hope Huawei will remain a part of my life. No complaints, no regrets. End of quote. Keep trying until you succeed was written by a threesome, Chen Shui, Xu Chaofei, and Zhu Jinwei. Here we get into the exciting world of AI, artificial intelligence. All young and inexperienced, <laughs> they took courage from school advisors telling them, young people are like small boats that continually go adventuring on oceans. You can choose from limitless directions, which mean countless possibilities. You have what it takes to go through trial and error. 
and you just need to go out and try. This can enrich both your experience and knowledge, which is what Chen did. He, along with another newbie, were thrown into the up-and-coming, cutting-edge AI department, knowing almost squat on the subject. Being true to Huawei's modus operandi, they were charged with developing algorithms for the camera going into the then highly anticipated Huawei Mate 10 phone. They were expected to make the camera perform functions that had never been seen on the global market before, especially creating clear, crisp telephoto shots, quickly focusing at high magnifications. The chapter title tells you everything about the amazing failure-filled journey they went through as they were literally learning on the job in living Xinjiang Fei's coffee metaphor, looking for ideas. A quote, the ember of hope that we managed to bring to life was extinguished. Whenever you think you have reached a dead end, fate makes you believe that you could turn a corner. Under tremendous launch date pressure, they were able to pull it off. When Mate 10 hit the market, it had the best camera specs at the time, and they kept pushing the envelope with the P20 to P50 series that remained the industry leader. The journey to, uh, this is a quote, a, a closing quote from Chen, the journey to success does not always make a stirring tale. Often it's simply about thinking harder and trying harder. As long as we persevere, hard work always pays off. End of quote. Xu had a similar experience, but with computer coding, and his degree and experience were in chemistry. He took heart to the challenge. All disciplines are actually interconnected in one way or another. In reality, the boundaries between different disciplines have been broken down. End of quote. I really enjoyed Ju's story since I recognize many of the concepts and systems in my daughter's master's program as I follow her progress. And I quote, there are two directions in mathematics. One is from simple to complex, while the other is from complex to simple. Making complex things simple is the way forward. Mathematical modeling can do just that. The wonder of mathematics also lies in the fact that it exists everywhere around us. End of quote. Mathematics to code, code to software, to programs and applications, applications to hardware and systems to market. Jiang Xiaoyi headed up PhD core, cracking the toughest nuts. The title confirms some of those geniuses whom Zhen Zhengfei dreams of. And I quote, each PhD is like a chisel, capable of carving a new path. You can imagine the power of a team comprised of comprising dozens of PhDs, when there is a clear way forward, the team heads in that direction with enthusiasm. When there is no clear path, they do everything they can to create a new one, even through the hardest rock. End of quote. The head of the Shanghai team, Dr. Bi Xiaoyan, says, We crave challenges. The team moves quickly while maintaining composure. We dare to align our goals with the best in the industry and it never accepts second best. End of quote. These brains work hard too. Quote, you could see the bags under the young man's eyes. Why do you work so hard? I just want to find the best solution. End of quote.
The result was a revolutionary system called Non-Uniform Codebook. The Beijing team succeeds with lively, honest, and sometimes very heated and forceful debate, arguing different technology ideas or proposals. The main rules are, one, objections are always welcome, as they can drive improvement, and two, never enter into ad hominem attacks, sticking to arguing for what is best. Another key to success with this team is trust. This level of, quote, meritocracy of ideas, end of quote, needs absolute mutual confidence. The result has been that this PhD, PhD team has developed a number of Huawei patents in the area of reference signaling, helping the company set international standards for 3G, 4G, and 5G. The Chengdu PhD, PhD team is young and experienced and fearless, <clears throat> working on high-frequency 5G. They pride themselves to have the courage to face challenges head-on and keep pushing. And I quote, We are like Super Mario. We work tirelessly and are undaunted by hardship. <laughs> End of quote. Throw in a deep sense of curiosity, and this group has also launched Huawei into the global arena to set international communication standards. Passion tops the list, too, and I quote, They all say they have had their moments of hesitation and frustration along the way, but whenever they achieve a goal, they feel an overwhelming sense of joy and excitement. In these moments, they see that the late nights, the tears, the detours and the setbacks were not for nothing. The title of Deng Song's chapter says it all, a mobile network on a, on a wooden pole. Ghana needed 4G mobile connections across large areas with populations in villages that dotted the landscape to the horizon. What to, what to do without making the national grid too expensive to be feasible? Huawei looked into 100-meter-tall towers, tethered balloons 500 to 800 meters above ground, and adding an extra shell on the back of everyone's phone, phones for increased reception. All proved to be impractical and too expensive. A 1,000-kilometer tour of 10 sites to talk to villagers gave them the spark to use, quote, wireless backhaul, end of quote which made it possible to go with simple poles instead of more costly, energy-hungry base stations. With many wooden pole receivers, they could replace diesel generators for solar panels and together solve the population plus power supply plus transmission conundrum. Huawei dubbed it Rural Star. Nobody else in the world had anything like it. Rural Star has now gone global to all of Africa, Latin America, Southeast Asia, and back home to China. Deng's chapter closes out with this well-known idiom, which Mao Zedong used to great effect, quote, a single spark can start a bushfire, end of quote. Liu Wenjie wrote the chapter, continuously transforming to make the best software. I learned a lot about the challenges of constantly having to update and innovate new software code to keep up with never-ending changes in hardware and applications. Do you remember your first 2G mobile phone way back when? I love Liu's observation that, quote, optimizing software 
architecture during the product delivery process could be compared to changing a plane's engine while it was in the air. This inevitably affected our development speed." End of quote. No software means no hardware to sell, so his unit was under incessant pressure from the product line, which was under intense pressure from the marketing and sales teams. The software unit could opt to do just enough to meet new products' needs, but this only kicks the can down the computer code road, so to speak, as it will be buggy and quickly outdated. Or taking the time to do a bang-up job so there is not all that pent-up misery around the corner, but this delays rollouts. The team decided to have it both ways by using closed-door development, leaving their mobile phones outside and, if need be, spend one week non-stop at high-quality coding while sleeping on the floor of the office. It was a Herculean marathon effort, but it worked. As a result of putting quality coding over speed to achieve long-term product stability, Huawei founder Xin Zhengfei sent out a 2019 letter to all 200,000 employees entitled, quote, Comprehensively Enhancing Software Engineering Capabilities and Practices to Build Trustworthy Quality Products, end of quote. In it, Zhen said, quote, We will begin with the fundamental quality of our code. Coding quality should be viewed as part of our personal honor and reputation. End of quote. If you are curious about logistics, Zhen Tianzhu's chapter, The Magic World of Warehouses, is right up your alley. There are many interesting stories of how Huawei improved the logistics, delivery, turnaround, and storage of its thousands of products and components around the world. To get different departments to buy into all the changes, Zhen would have to prove it by showing performance data. Sometimes it meant learning on the job reading books like Getting Started with Python. That's a super turbocharged Excel program which my daughter is learning for her master's. And even the basics with A Collection of Excel Skills and Introductions to Statistical Analysis. It is never too late to get oneself educated to reach success. A World of Zeros and Ones by Bai Sijian is another wonderful chapter on the realm of computer coding. It gets into the guts of code development, which must constantly be checked via a three-step process, coding standards, collection review, and code smell. Within this group is an elite geek squad where the toughest issues are checked. If these brainiacs solve an especially challenging Gordian knot, they can win some geek swag. Given how important it is for Huawei to sign off on all code before it is used, Bai said, and I quote, Trustworthiness is not something that we can simply attain overnight, and it cannot be won through the brilliance of any individual. Instead, it is the result of concerted efforts. Once our work to achieve trustworthiness begins, the sustained support of the company becomes more important than ever. First, trust is the biggest incentive for anyone. The simple phrase, I believe in you, is more powerful than any poetic praise. It is the foundation of any strong team. Rather than hedging your team members in, why not let them go out and try? There is no need to fear unknown risks or daunting challenges. 
As long as your team is committed, then bit by bit, step by step, you'll get there. Second, every team member is equal and everyone has the right to be heard. Don't make the team's work a space for asserting technical authority. Excessive reliance on authority does nothing for teams or individuals. End of quote. Great recommendation, great recommendations for coders, great ideas for any group or workplace. Midge Tornadoes by Xu Haiming is about his work in Malawi in Southern Africa. It changed his life forever and is a wonderful anecdotal tale of adaptation, creativity, and tireless perseverance. My 10 years in Africa changed my life forever, so I can really relate to Shu's adventures. His team made the goal of, quote, to deliver or go down trying, end of quote. Spoiler alert, they succeeded. <laughs> Jeffrey Gao's Transmission at the Speed of Light starts out with a quote from Huawei founder Zhen Zhengfei when he dropped by his lab. Zhen said, Lucent is the industry leader. How does your equipment you are making measure up to theirs? End of quote. With a challenge like that, you can enjoy this chapter even more, which is all about transmitting the most data as fast as possible. Gao works with, a, with an R&D team to do just that. A repeated theme at Huawei is mutual trust and no BS or flattery. Quote, we are always 100% direct with each other, saying exactly what we thought. That way, all the different possibilities and attendant risks could be worked out. It was a good way to minimize the chances of making a big mistake. End of quote. Also, team commitment was a common endeavor. And I quote, During this period, none of us went home at all. We laid down mats on the floor of our factory in Shenzhen and lived there for two weeks. End of quote. There are several Huawei was first developments reaching the 40G bandwidth and then blowing away the competition with 100G while delivering transmission solutions to over 80 of the world's top 100 operators and becoming the planet's most trusted transmission network provider. Did I say bigger, better, faster, and cheaper? The West's only answer is to demonize Huawei and spend tens of billions of dollars in euros ripping out the world's best gear. Sad, 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 sad. Xiong Ying wrote the chapter Lightning Chasers, an entertaining story about the challenges of making ICT gear lightning bolt proof. It shows in spades how departments in Huawei don't just accept new ideas blindly. They have to be convinced with proof and data before adopting them. It's called accountability. Renato Lombardi is the only non-Chinese to contribute a chapter entitled Huawei Built Me a Research Lab. This story shows how Huawei is always ready to reach out across the world for the best talent, thanks to founder Xin Zhengfei's cup of coffee. It also shows how Huawei works across time zones here between Italy and China. The last chapter covered in this review is called From Luck to Skill, The Story of the Mate Series by Li Xiaolong. Since most of us have a smartphone, this account is really fun and entertaining. 
what is so interesting is how Huawei decided to jump into the retail phone market and the first Mate models were commercial failures. It wasn't until Mate 7 was rolled out that Huawei smartphones became Samsung's and Apple's biggest threat. Mate 7 had some industry first features like fingerprint scanning to unlock the phone, Huawei's new super fast Kirin 920 chipset, and a large screen, all which increased production costs. At the time, Mate 7 was the most expensive phone ever sold in China, and there were many detractors just waiting for the next big Huawei smartphone belly flop. Instead, the price of your features paid off. Soon, Huawei couldn't produce enough Mate 7s to keep up with demand. Next, Mate 9 and 10, and the rest is history. The P20 to P50 series touts some of the industry's most celebrated and successful smartphones. As an aside, I have a P30 Pro and my wife has a P40 Pro. That is until the United States crushed Huawei's global phone business with crippling sanctions, trade bans, and blockades. The West simply cannot compete with China Tech on a fair level playing field, so it resorts to gangsterism, sabotage, and extortion to, quote, make things right, end of quote. The remaining five chapters are taken from the previously reviewed book, Pioneers, which are wonderfully inspiring stories of adventure, individual sacrifice, failure, grit, and eventual success. I suspect that wanting to keep the Huawei book series at about 300 pages each, these were added to reach that goal. In closing, visionary leadership, Mao Zedong thought, youth, inexperience, patience, risk-taking, total commitment, trust, mutually supporting frank and open criticism of each other's ideas and proposals are all common themes in the first three Huawei books that I have reviewed. There is much in all three to inspire us at home, work, and play. For Huawei's competitors around the world, the question must be asked, how do we beat bigger, better, faster, and cheaper? Sharing these books with all their employees, instead of committing geopolitical thuggery and criminality, might be a good place to start. Note, all of Huawei's books can be found directly from the publisher below in ebook or print form. To write book reviews, I prefer print so I can take notes. To save on postage from the UK, I also bought the last two one named Adventurers and the other Explorers. I will read them with great pleasure and write reviews for you. And that website is lidpublishing.com. Thank you.